Welcome to our LCP D&D Christmas two-part adventure, 20-Sided Die Hard. We hope you enjoy it, and if you're new to our podcast, stick around after the show to learn more about us and the content we have to offer. And now let's join our two beefcake heroes as they meet each other for the first time in the baggage claim of the airship terminal in Farport. So you guys uh, don't know each other, but you are getting off of the same airship at uh, the same terminal in Farport. And it's pretty busy. You can see that a lot of people are wearing the blue and red jerseys of the Farport Patriots. You can also see that there are some baseball jerseys and uh, varying logos, just a myriad of logos. So many people of varying generations. You know, you see the brand new, very spiffy looking Farport Patriots logos and very many of them you see Double Zero and Superman on the back. And you guys can feel it in the air. Everybody is excited because President Superman doesn't do a lot of signings anymore and he doesn't really have a lot to do with his former football career now that he's a politician. And so it is very rare that this is the 30th anniversary of them winning the big game. And he's getting back with his former teammates. He's getting back with with Lefty McClannan, with Forrest Glenn, with Joe Baxson, with all of those guys in the same room. And so, uh, yeah, are are you guys planning on just going straight to the hotel do you want to describe what your characters look like at all uh what do, what do you guys want to do i'm gonna say that my character is at the <laughs> the baggage claim <laughs> and he's gonna he's gonna go pick up uh chris's character's bag <clears throat> and then start to walk off with it <laughs> what are you doing put it down i'm sorry what what's wrong that is my bag are you sure let me look at this here. can you not see the sticker Hello Kitty, that's mine. <laughs> oh, I wasn't trying to steal it. I was just uh, I thought it was my bag. No, so here, you can take this one and I'll You see mine around and mine looks like yours. Actually, it looks surprisingly like yours. I don't know, maybe they lost it in the flight. Yeah, that figures. That's why I took my bat on with me. I didn't want to lose it. I've, I've had this happen before. So, you here for the big game? Yeah. I came to get a signed jersey. I don't know why I made him like. <laughs> God, that's awful. <clears throat> I've got to get my jersey signed for my son, Gunther. I appreciate a dad who would do that for his son. You know, my dad used to take me to the big games from time to time, and uh, actually, that's where I got this bat. It was thrown into the crowd by none other than Joe Baxson himself. You don't say. I do say. I'm hoping to get it signed. Uh, I mean, they say he's gonna be there, but uh, I try not to get my hopes up too high. I've been to these things before, and uh, I don't know. I reach out my hand towards him and uh, say, Von McLean. Oh, hey. Archie. Archie McClanahan. You never heard of me, have you? Not even the slightest. 
<laughs> I think that both of your bulging arms, when they uh, get together, like the camera comes in, <laughs> and you can just see like the shoulder um, and forward, and just these two glistening large arms just grasping each other. Absolutely, it's definitely the the shot from the Predator, the meme. <laughs> I'm gonna start trying to pull his arm down. <laughs> Forcefully. Archie, you son of a bitch. <laughs> 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 uh, no surprise you haven't heard of me, but sometimes people have, you know. I mean, I'm, I didn't quite make it long term into the big leagues, you know. I, I had my chance and I blew my knee out four months in, but since then I've been doing announcements and I'm seen here and there, so I figure I ask, there might be a chance you heard of me or seen me around. Well, can I ask you something? Of course. Why haven't you gone to a cleric? Oh, I tried, but uh, I don't know. They said it was some sort of birth defect and that I could injure it again. I just, <laughs> you know, I can get around. I just got a bit of a limp. It's not that bad. It's just as long as I, you know, don't put too much pressure on it. Playing baseball certainly did that. Hey, I'm not holding up any of your time, are you? I don't want to keep you from, you know, what you got to do. If anything, you're holding up your time. Why do I keep on making him rush? <laughs> I definitely should have tried a, uh, a, an easier accent. <laughs> Here's a toothbrush. <laughs> In case you don't have your bag. Yeah, appreciate that, but it's got to be around here somewhere. Hey, where are you staying? I'm staying at the hotel. You don't mind me asking. I'm sorry, what, what hotel was that? The hotel. Oh. Uh, the same one as the convention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, I got a room there myself. I was hoping it would increase my chances of getting in first in lines and shit. Uh, hey, uh, I mean, I don't want to be forward, but I don't know a lot of people in the city. Maybe you, you think you'd want to grab a drink with me or something? Sounds good. Just don't try to take my room like you tried to take my bag. Oh no, oh sorry, I, I actually found my bag, it's right here. Uh, yeah, here it is, right here, look at that, it looks... Yeah, it's pretty similar to yours. One's red and the other one is brown. <laughs> yeah, I was just about <laughs> to say that! <laughs> I don't pay too much attention, I guess, but uh... Well anyway, how about that drink? Maybe we go up there now, see what they got. What's the place called? The Plaza Hotel. Naka... Tomato, tom time, uh, Knock a tomato. Knock tomato. Yes. <laughs> Knock a tomato. <laughs> Sounds good. So I guess we're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go make our way to the Knock a Tomato Hotel and Suites. Okay, so you guys uh, make your way out, and there are a bunch of carriages that are just kind of waiting around um, this terminal uh, parked in sort of this large U-shaped driveway. Um, and this porter immediately runs up to you and uh, he goes, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. How is it that, can, uh, that I can help you? I'm going to be taking you wherever it is that you're trying to go. If you're trying to go there, I'm taking you. So where are, you, where are two ways you going? It's not sort of some sort of scam or something, is it? You're going to guilt trip us out of a huge tip when we're done? Because I can walk on my own two feet. I know I got a limp, but come on. I'm already throwing my bags in the back. <laughs> Never a scam all and right. nothing... Nothing unt untoward from Gil Branahan? Nope, nope, yes, sir. 
Well, I feel confident with my new partner that he knows how to get around. I'll just follow suit here and put my bag back here. Uh, so how's the day going for you? It's going great. Glad, glad to have some, glad to have some pa passengers. Uh, so where was it that you guys said that you were heading? Nakatomito. Oh, Nakatomi Plaza Hotel and Suites. You that's, know that they have the Farport Patriots true. showing up from the big game. Oh, we know, we know. And I'm going to swing my, give my bat a twirl and almost drop it out of the car. Ooh, <laughs> I uh, got my bat right here. I opened to get it signed. After he had put his bag in the back, after I had, uh, I put my bag on top of his. <laughs> <laughs> I was under the, uh, I was under the impression that the Patriots were, uh, football team oh you know it, they are but it's joe baxon he uh he's done both baseball and football i i was there when he was in his height of his baseball career which is how i got this but uh then he went on to football and uh yeah, he kind of he didn't do too hot but right, right 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 president superman is going to be there i've heard so i've heard yeah that's what most people are all excited about but eh I never did care too much for the guy. He uh, he doesn't quite live up to his name in my book. It's a rare occasion. A rare occasion that President Superman decides to meet with us peons. I'll probably try to get a picture with him or something, but uh, I don't know about his signature. If I can sell it for a good, you know, pretty... <laughs> say a pretty penny. <laughs> for a good pretty. <laughs> <laughs> what are the fucking... <laughs> Yeah, you know, if I could sell it for a pretty end mark or two, that does not have a good ring to it. <laughs> well, I wish you the best of the luck with that. What I do know, though, is probably wouldn't want to be taking a bunch of pictures over the course of the day like they're going to be into. But anyway, and he yaz, and the horse starts <laughs> taking off, and you guys get really close to crashing into a few of the other carriages as he's uh, sort of pulling out much faster than is necessary. And... Then again, you hear some whinnying and stuff from the inside of the carriage as you very quickly pull out onto this main thoroughfare and uh, he then slides open this covering to the window separating uh, you guys and him. And he kind of like leans down into it so you can see his whole face and he's got this large bushy mustache that's uh, waxed into a twirl and a bunch of freckles and he has this dirty sort of cabbie hat on and it's uh, pushing down these these red bushes of hair as well and he uh, says are you guys interested in stopping for a drink or two on the way? We were already planning on it. Well there's probably a bar in the hotel but what I'm asking is if you're in, uh, stopping uh, someplace I might be a bit more interested on the way. You got some sort of itinerary for this event? Uh, are they doing anything today that you know about? Well, I would imagine that you probably want to get there as soon as, well, humanly possible, since who knows how large those lines are going to be. Then, uh, no. <laughs> well, now that we've established some sort of a plot reason for you guys to have no connections in this city besides me, let's continue on to Nakatomi. <laughs> Why don't you guys both roll me a perception check as we're uh, getting closer to Nakatomi Plaza? I mean, I'm going to need dice for this. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a two. That is a dirty 20. Okay. 
So you guys are kind of staring out the windows, and Archie, you notice that there is this sweet shop that appears to be made entirely out of gingerbread, and it's not very far from where this giant looming building is, and Vaughn, you can see the building looming as well, and walking around like a an alley off to the side of it, you think you see a brown bear with a rifle slung around across its back sort of disappear into the shadows. What the fuck? Archie, I'm sorry, you say something? Huh? What's that? On the side of the building, there was a bear. The bears are here? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not the mascot, but actual... An actual bear. He had a gun. Uh, he had a gun? He had a gun. Hey, maybe we shouldn't get drinks. It kind of seems like maybe you've had a few too many already. I'll tell you when I had enough. I feel like you're telling me that right now. You say you saw a bear with a gun walk around that building. A bear with a gun? How do you not get this? So you said you saw a bear. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, driver, pull over a second, would you? Yeah, he pulls over. Uh, He was already kind of pulling over to get in line to pull into the U-shaped driveway in front of Nakatomi Plaza. So instead, he just pulls over on the next to the sidewalk. Did you want me to stop here, sirs? Can you just hang here with our bags, kind of watch over things? You got just a couple of seconds. Well, I, uh, that's gonna be a mite costly, you know, I have... Very busy, lots to do on the schedule. Oh, fuck it. I'm gonna pick up my bag and pull it out. <laughs> I have to, like, kind of, like, yank it out from underneath his bag. Um, I, I go up to the driver and I, uh, pull out some, um, some marks and I'm like, uh, just have my bag put up to my room. And I tell him my room number. He looks at the amount of money that you handed him and he goes, oh, can do, can do. <laughs> Thank you. As we start... As we start walking towards where he saw the bear, I'm going to say, hey, hey, thanks for that. I'll get the drinks later, all right? No problem. So, (laughs) you guys notice that uh, going in the front of this building in the main glass doors, there are just tons of people and stuff. Like, one of the the main things that you notice is there's this large ice sculpture that looks like a guy in uh, foot in football pads, and he's sort of like reaching out, and there's a football right at his fingertips, and he's sort of in this uh, this diving position, and it's carved entirely out of ice, and you can see that it's already starting to drip and melt just a little bit, and you see that there are a bunch of workers that are bringing in these um, giant cages that are filled with doves and you guys think back to yourself that you haven't seen uh, this many doves since the last time you saw um, a John Woo directed play at the theater and uh, (laughs) it just uh, it it seems like this is going to be a spectacle like there are there are people that are dressed up in like these paper mache Farport Patriot jerseys and like equipment and stuff and it's almost as though they're cosplaying as football players and it's just, a, it's pandemonium and so you guys kind of go off to the side towards the alley and 
there's still quite a few people, but it's definitely not as hard to maneuver through. And so, yeah, what would you guys like to do? We need to go to the security, warn them about the bear with the gun. I, I think that we've found the answer to your uh, strange bear. Probably just some guy dressed up in a costume. Why would the guy in a costume have a gun? You know, the gun part still kind of confuddles me a little bit, but, uh... Alright, let's take a look around the corner. See if he's there. Maybe we just ask him, right? Sounds good. Um, yeah, I'll go around outside and, and try to look around that corner. Okay, so why don't you guys both make me a perception check? <sighs> Fucking four. Alright, that was a nine. So you're looking around, and... Vaughn, you see that there is a pile of detritus and very clearly is the paw print of what you would assume is a bear, but no bear to speak of. I don't see anything. You bastard. (laughs) I got a four. (laughs) Uh, Did I see anything? Yeah, you saw that paw print. Oh, I I saw the uh, paw. Okay. Yeah. Um... (laughs) There's the paw print right here. It does look like it. I mean, I haven't seen a lot it of it. It looks bit, like it man. could be a lot of things to you, uh, Archie. Now if we could only find a gun print. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's just go warn security, like you said, and just relax for a little while. I, I could use a drink myself. I'm... I don't know, I didn't think this would happen to me, but I'm kind of getting a little bit of uh, the butterflies at the thought of seeing this star again, you know, since I was a little kid. When you guys walk into Nakatomi Plaza Hotel and Suites, it is a massive, massive foyer area. And the desk is along the far wall, and you can see that off to the right there's a hallway that has these large metal doors um, going down it and uh, there is a large amount of glass also off to your right but it's closer to the doorway that you came in and it is enclosing a very large pool um, but it's a natural one and so you notice that there there are there's like a waterfall and there's a bunch of aquatic plants but um, one of the other things that you notice about this uh, about this uh, pool is that it seems like there might be fish in there as well to try and you know keep it a little bit clean. It is it appears as though they're um, mostly bottom feeders and stuff like that. And then there is a bar that would be directly across from where this pool is, so it would be on your left um, along the wall of the doorway that you just walked in. And, you know, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an L shape. And there's just these, these chandeliers that hang over a couple of uh, areas there, kind of creating a bit of ambient light. But the light from the rest of the hotel is so bright that it kind of ruins all of the ambience that it seems like they're going for in the bar. And everybody is dressed All of the employees are dressed in a very fancy manner, and it's kind of weird just to see this dichotomy with all of these people that are, you know, mostly wearing football jerseys and face paint, and a lot of them smell a bit like a brewery and, you know, have 
ketchup stains all over them and, and things like that. And uh, so, yeah, what would you guys like to do? Are there any security guards? Oh, yeah, there's plenty of them. You see uh, plenty of uh, folks that are wearing, like, these white uh, collared button-up shirts. And uh, they've got these these sort of wooden batons at their side and these black pants and they're just kind of looking around the area and uh, you also notice that they have these communicators is Vaughn in uh, a member of the FIA or the Browncoats is he law um, enforcement my, my background is uh, City Watch okay cool so yeah you would know that these are the same communicators that the FIA would use oh okay so, uh, yeah, I'll go up to, um, like, as I look around, does it, do I notice any of them that look like they're in command of the others? Uh, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Six. All right. So you cannot seem to find one that is in command, but as you're scanning, you look up in the rafters and you swear that you saw a monkey pointing a rifle at you for a second. Ah! <laughs> and I almost fall into the uh, into the pond. <laughs> you alright, man? The monkey! He's got a gun! <laughs> We've got to tell one of the security guards. Now! Uh, hey, you know, I got to thinking about it, and I'm pretty tired. I might go up to my room, actually. Then go. Go to your room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna... I'm gonna walk away like... Like I'm going up to my room, but I'm actually going to stand back and watch. <laughs> Maybe kind of try and stand behind a plant. Okay. Yeah, I'll go up to the closest security guard after that and um, tell them about the bear and the monkey with the guns. <laughs> All right. Um, when you initially walk up to him, he uh, kind of just keeps trying to stare past you and ignore you. Hey, listen. Listen to me. Yeah, what can I do for you? I've seen some uh, weird things going on outside. There was a bear with a gun in here. <laughs> there was a monkey also with a gun. <laughs> You've got to do something about it. Do it now. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> What are you waiting for? <laughs> Your security guard, secure. I, uh, I would see, but, uh, how much have you had to drink this evening, sir? I haven't had any. I would like to go right now, but I've got to do this. Now, sir, homeless people are not welcome for the event. You have to purchase a ticket. I am not homeless. Maybe the bear with the gun will give you a ticket, sir. <laughs> and he kind of like grabs onto your arm very gently and starts to lead you towards the door. I have a ticket right here. <laughs> and I pull him out. As he's getting escorted away, I'm going to actually come back and say... Oh, hey, 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 uh, it's all right. He's with me. He, he's just, he's had a few, you know. I could take him up to his room. He'll be fine. He's just got to, eh, maybe nap it off. That seems like a perfect idea. If you could, uh, you know, not be publicly drunken. I'm not drunk. Yeah, sure, sure. This is bullshit. All right, <laughs> all, right all right, come on. 
Tell Let's it go to find the bear, your fella. Tell it to the bear. <laughs> when uh, when um, Archie starts to pull me away from the security guard, I turn to the security guard and I say, "I'll be <laughs> returning." <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> uh, so you guys go and you check in um, at the front desk and you find out that your rooms are not on the same floor. Um, Vaughn, you're in room 519 and Archie, you're in room 819. God damn it, he got a higher number than me. <laughs> so you're on the 8th floor, Archie, and 5th floor for you, Vaughn. Oh, okay. Bonnie, listen, here's what we're gonna do, alright? You see any more animals with guns, we're going after them, yeah? We're gonna find out what's, what's going on here ourselves. Yeah, I'll take them out myself. You guys hear just an eruption of applause, and you turn and you can see that there are a bunch of security guards that look way more official than the hotel security guards. They're wearing these black suits with black ties, and they have these sunglasses on, and there's these earpieces that are leading down into their jackets, and you then see the tall, square-jawed face of President Superman. There are a few wrinkles in crow's feet in the corners of his eyes, and his hair is starting to gray a little bit, but it's unmistakable. This is the Farport Patriots quarterback and people are going insane. Like, there is so much noise in this room and it has reached a cacophony and some people have actually fallen over and fainted and um, he's kind of waving in that polite way and the security guards are sort of pushing through the crowd and they're just sort of making their way through but it sure was a sight to behold. Hey, how about that? The big man himself. I missed it. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't gonna be all excited for him but you know he's got this kind of star quality about him. I'm starting to sound a little bit like Kronk. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm not the only one with a wandering accent now. <laughs> Too bad the jersey was in my baggage. Now it's up in the room. Now I have to go up there and get it and then come back down. What room did you get? I mean, if you don't mind me asking. 519. How about that? I got 819. You close. son of a bitch. <laughs> I was thinking we should uh, I was thinking we should know where to find each other if we um, if we're separated and one of us happens to see an animal with a gun. You don't even believe me, do you? Not even a little bit. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, where to, big boy? You think that uh, we should get in the line somewhere? You want to try and get your jersey signed? What do you want to do? I've got to go up to my room, get the jersey. 
Well, I didn't send my stuff up, so I gotta drop my bag up at there, so... Hey, where do you want to meet? Want to meet later somewhere? Yeah, we'll meet at the bar. It sounds good. Um, I'll see you then. I'm gonna do the, the hand thing again. Alright, yeah, I reciprocate. <laughs> Can it zoom in on our arms again? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and they're glistening with sweat for some reason. Still. <laughs> Even though it's very, very, it's a very temperature controlled in this uh, hotel, so it's odd that you'd be glistening <laughs> with sweat, but that's beside the point. I am going to deal with Vaughn first. So Vaughn, you get up to your hotel room, and you put, it's just a standard, like, metal key, and you stick it in there, you turn it, you open up the door, and go inside, right. and... It's very nice. You have your own water closet. You have um, all sorts of amenities inside of the bathroom. The basin is filled. One of the things that you notice about the basin is there must be some sort of an enchantment upon it because the water is a perfect 98 degrees when you stick your hand in it. Um, The bed is very nice and your baggage is sitting directly on top of it. Okay, awesome. Does it have a bidet? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I use the facilities and don't realize that at first, and then all of a sudden it surprises me, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> 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 What the fuck is going on? <laughs> but yeah, after that, I, I um, grab my uh, jersey and head downstairs. Okay, so as you're opening up the door, go ahead and roll me a perception check. All right. It's a first-year Superman jersey, by the way, too. So that is a uh, 19 plus 4, 23. Okay. So you open up the door, and you, just for a second, off to your left, see a group of four elves, and they're all carrying rifles, and they're dressed in sort of this very earthy sort of garb they have on like uh like it looks like the clothes are almost woven out of leaves and their faces uh are very dirty and their hair is dreadlocked in places um because it doesn't look like it's been combed or brushed or anything like that very recently and they are marching towards your hotel room door what would you like to do and it doesn't seem like they've noticed you they haven't noticed me. All right. So, like, do the are the doors kind of like sunken into the hall a little bit, where there's like a yes. Oh, okay. So I dip back into there for a second, and then um, there is a peephole on the door, by the way. Okay. So um, would I happen to have one of my uh, service revolvers in my um in my bag, or would they not? I think Vaughn uh, is just crazy enough to do that. Okay. So, yeah, I dip back in the room and, like, uh, I do one of those, like, um, army roll across the floor things <laughs> to get to the bag and pull the gun out. And then I, like, um, you know, like, kind of soft step um, up to the door and, uh, and look through the people. You look and you don't see anything, but you take a second and you listen and you can definitely hear the sound of footsteps and you then faintly hear the sound of a slide being racked and then more and the footsteps continue 
Okay, do they continue? Do they sound like they're coming closer to my door or like that they're walking? No, it sounds past like they've already walked past your door. Yep. All right, then I'm going to very stealthily try to open the door and get a view of what's going on. Okay, go ahead and roll me a sleight of hand to open the door. So 14. So the door creaks for a second and you kind of duck back so that your face is not sticking out beyond that little uh, that little cove that uh, is created where the door indents. All right. And you definitely saw one of them turn around for a second and you kind of hold your breath, pause, and then the footsteps continue away from you again. And now I'm gonna take a, a peek out to see um, like where they're going, stealthily. So all four of them, they keep walking down this hallway towards the elevator. And when they get to the elevator, one by one, you see them transform into mice and then squeeze into the door and disappear. What the fuck? I've got to go tell Archie. And I'm going to move to Archibald now. So Archie, you have just uh, entered into your room and you have the same situation going on that uh, Vaughn does. And so, yeah, what would you like to do? Archie's going to throw his duffel bag on the bed and then um, kind of give his bat a twirl as he kind of walks around the room. Hey, there's some nice digs. <laughs> What's it sound like when you get blindsided by the bidet? <laughs> I'm going to walk up to it and I'm going to say, Hey, they even got one of these bidets I've been hearing about. And I'll stomp the handle and it'll spray out and hit me in the crotch. <laughs> God damn it, fucking hell. I'm going to towel off and then I'm going to open up my window with both hands like and check out my uh, eighth level view. Why don't you uh, make me a perception check? 19. So you're kind of just scanning and breathing in and you kind of cough a little bit because Sol Vista is much, much cleaner than Farport is. And as you're sort of looking around, you see that, that that foyer area doesn't come up as far as the area that you're currently in. And so it looks like maybe it goes about four or five floors up. And then you see a small creature, a monkey maybe? You've never actually seen a monkey in person, but you've you know, red books and pictures and things like that. And the monkey is carrying a rifle and then it slowly gets larger and turns into an elf. And the elf um, takes this duffel bag off of its back and he starts to uh, pull some equipment out of it. I see this at, down at ground level. No, it's on the, you would say the fourth or fifth floor. It's hard for you to tell exactly unless you'd like to count. Son of a bitch. How confident do you think I would be that I can locate this place that he's at? Is it, is it like at a room or is it in like an open lobby area or what kind of a place? Well, he's on top of the building. Like he's outside. Mm. Oh, I got you. Okay. Um, do I have, so then my question is how confident do you think I'd be at finding how to get the exit door to that rooftop. Make a survival check. Twelve. You're super confident how well you're going to find it. Who knows? 
I'm gonna pull an, a knife out of my bag and strap it on and take my bat with me. That's all I have. So I'm gonna um, exit the room and try to look for either a directory on the wall or somebody who looks like they work here. So when you um, exit the room, you hear, uh, hey, get back in your room, get back in your room now. And you look over and you see that there are these these three elves and they're carrying these rifles and they're dressed in these outfits that look like they're woven out of leaves and their hair is very messy and tangled and sort of just held in various ponytails that just basically keep it out of their face and form no other function than that and they're menacingly pointing their guns at you. Whoa, 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 fellas, fellas. What's going on here? Building is on lockdown. Building is on lockdown. There is dangerous creature loose. You must go back into your room now. Sure, sure, sure. I'm going to go out, close the door, and then kind of put my ear to it. When I say go out, I mean out the hall. I'm going into my room. Okay. And uh, you hear them talking for a little while longer. Like uh, one of them says, stupid citizens think that they are welcome to just come out here and Fuck with our plans. They will all know soon enough when he shows. They will know. And um, they continue to walk down the hallway. And you wait for a considerable amount of time and you would be pretty confident that they're gone. At this point, I'm going to try and sneak out and I'm going to be making my way towards um, Vaughn's room. So do you want to try and take the elevator, or are you going to take the um, the stairs? After what I've just seen, I'm, I'm going to go stairs. Okay. I would have been going stairs, too. So <laughs> I'm going to say that you guys, as you're, as you're going up, Vaughn, and Archie, as you're going down, after the first flight that you go up or down respectively... You start to hear somebody <laughs> going up or down, respectively, um, in that same stairwell. <laughs> I'm gonna peer over the ledge, and um, I'm gonna stay so close to the wall. <laughs> I'm gonna get to the very bottom of this flight, and I'm gonna kind of hunker down to where it's just around the corner, and then I'm gonna get ready to swing my bat as soon as I see somebody. Okay. Vaughn, what are you doing? <laughs> like, uh, when I heard the the um, footsteps stopped, like, uh, I stopped too. And I'm, like, <laughs> waiting to use their footsteps as, like, cover for my footsteps to, to go. When I hear his footsteps stop, <laughs> I'm going to try and peer around the corner. And if I don't see anything, I'm going to start, like, sneaking a step at a time. Yeah, and as soon as I hear these sneaky steps i'm gonna slowly start going to okay <laughs> i'm trying to match the cadence exactly <laughs> you're gonna try and sneak with my sneak yep. you guys get to this corner and you're confident that whatever it is must be very nearby because the sounds are so close I'm going to go slow motion in my movement at first until I'm about a quarter to halfway th through, and then I'm going to lunge out suddenly and be like, Don't move, motherfucker. 
I will have done the exact same thing. <laughs> Stay right there. <laughs> so yeah, you guys both jump out at each other and it's the big man. I was just coming to find you. I was about to club you one. I got the gun. I would have shot you. <laughs> Ernie Christ, you packing heat in here. Okay, well, I got a baseball bat, so uh, I guess. <laughs> I'm City Watch. I'm one day from retirement. <laughs> hey, hey, man. I think you were right. I, I saw... I, I couldn't believe my eyes. If you hadn't said it first, I don't think I would have believed my eyes. But there was... There was, a uh... Elves, I know. One turned into a mouse. You saw the elves too, alright. Well, I mean, I also saw a monkey. That's the part that really threw me. That fucking monkey. Yeah, the monkey. So, he was out on the on the roof of the plaza, like down below, you know, where the kind of the overhang thing is when people come in. I've not seen that part. Well, anyway, I tried to go out of my room to warn you, and the fucking elves show up, and they've got guns, and they tell me to get back inside. Something crazy's going on here, and I'm sure it has something to do with President Superman. I think so, too. You guys hear an outrageous amount of gunfire. Coming from... It coming from below you, it sounds pretty far away, but it's... It sounds pretty far away, but still in this building. Ernie Christ, I think shit's just hit the fan. Fuck, it sounds like the boogaloo. <laughs> Do we have fans? And just then, all of the lights in the building go out, and you're flooded in just a little bit of red from some of the emergency lights that flick on after a few minutes, and, uh... Yvonne, I think we should do something about this. I don't like this. It could be innocence getting hurt. We should go to the lobby, check and see if we can find any of the security. I don't know if I want to be walking these halls with these elves around. Maybe we should try and, uh... You think these things got any sort of, like, ventilator shafts or anything? I heard big, big buildings like this sometimes have, like, these air tunnels so that, you know, the rooms and stuff don't get all musty. Vaughn, you notice, like, literally right next to Archie's head is a large vent grate. I'm looking all behind Vaughn right now. I don't see anything. If only we could be so lucky. Yeah. I point, <laughs> I point at it with my gun, <laughs> like that. Yeah, you're sharp. You're sharp. Think you could give me a boost up there? Sure thing. And I kind of do the weave my fingers together with my hands to make the foothold form. Yeah, I feel a little silly asking, but the f I can't change the fact that you're much taller than I am. <laughs> when. When you go to grab his hand to lift him up, though, the camera zooms back in on your arms. <laughs> <laughs> Outrageously sweaty, just fucking pouring sweat. Even though it doesn't seem like it took that much effort or that long for you guys to, or for you to pull Vaughn up into the vent. Uh, I don't think Archie will have much trouble. He's an expert climber and all-around athlete, athlete, so... um. When you are putting your foot up, uh, I, I say, what did you fucking piss yourself? <laughs> hey, that wasn't me. That was that weird bed up in my room. 
It's pronounced bidet. Uh, Mr. Hoity Toit down here, and I'm gonna h- hand down my baseball bat for him to grab. Alright. And so, you're climbing into the vent, why are you handing the bat down to me? Oh, I pictured I got up in it, and then I reached down and, and gave you, like, a fireman's pole to climb. Oh, okay. No, I'm tall enough to just reach in there and, and hoist myself up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mr. Tolly Wally over here. Alright. I'm gonna start, um army crawling through this vent all right so eventually you get to a spot where the vent goes straight down to the left right forward and up down left right forward up yeah so like literally you can go almost any direction oh Um, oh, 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 we hit an intersection okay well the lobby's down let's go down I'm going to try and, like, brace myself against the sides of this thing and s- slide down. How, how Can I tell how, uh, how how far down does it look? Well, you would guess that since you were on the eighth floor and Vaughn was on the fifth, that you guys are probably on, like, the sixth floor, so you probably have a decent amount of, of uh, sliding down to go in order to get to the lobby area. Okay, so this goes all the way to the bottom. Yeah, you would assume... It's not going to go quite as far because you remember that the lobby ceilings were like 20 feet tall. And so you're not going to be going, you know, the full 80 feet or so. It would be more like 50. So I'm going to need athletic che- athletics checks out of both of you, though. It's a 12 for me. And if anybody wanted to say, come out to Farport, meet Fre- President Superman, it'll be great. <laughs> I'm just saying, you I can. Got a, <laughs> I got a 15. I could have been at a barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's probably sufficient. You guys are going to be able to take your time enough. Um, I am, however, going to pan over to a thing that you are not going to be able to know, but the audience will. Um, there's, like, a couple of elves that are standing on the fourth floor, and they just hear, like, this... Ding, dong, ding, <laughs> ring, ding. Gal, is, gal. And <laughs> they're just kind of staring at the wall, watching it as it's going down, and then it kind of stops, and they just shrug, look at each other, and go towards the elevator. <laughs> Why are my hands so sweaty? <laughs> How you doing, Bonnie? Uh, just hurry up. Uh, we're almost there. We got a few more, a f- couple more floors. So when you guys get down to where it finally has a landing for you to stand on, you see that there are a bunch of grates that uh, open up into this into what would be the ceiling of the lobby. So you can either just kind of peer through the grate, so you could even open one up if you wanted. It's kind of up to you guys. But you are definitely about 20 feet in the air in the ceiling of the lobby right now. Okay, I'll peer through. So you see that a bunch of people are just kind of sitting on the ground, and uh, they've got their hands... um, behind their heads, like their fingers interlaced behind their heads. And you also see that there are a bunch of people that are laying on the ground and there's lots of blood 
and you see that there are these elves that are sort of moving through the um, the people, and they've all got rifles. And you notice that the majority of the people that are bleeding are security guards. And then you see this enormous fearbolg who is dressed in very similar clothing to the elves where it's these interwoven leaves, but there are also sort of these pauldrons that are made out of out of like these brambles and thorns that uh, kind of create this armor around him. And uh, he's got a pistol and he also has President Superman. And uh, why don't you guys roll me perception checks to see if you can hear clearly from this distance or not. Hey, they got some sort of blue whales down there. That's a nine for me. Perception is Fifteen. I think that you can only really hear just sort of garbled noise, but you can tell from the gist of it that that they're t- that they came here for President Superman. Like, this main fearbold has not let go of President Superman this entire time that he's been addressing the crowd. And then he sort of grabs, uh, he sort of grabs President Superman by the nape of his neck and sort of just drags him off um, down a hallway um, where you guys can no longer see. But you notice that there are still um, six elves that are patrolling around with their rifles and every once in a while they'll stop one of them will stop and like stick the barrel of the rifle in somebody's face just to kind of terrorize them a little bit and uh so yeah what would you like to do i don't like this situation at all um i don't know if there's anything we can do to help those people but maybe we can take out that blue elf that had the president yeah i agree we've got to save the superman the president, Superman. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. Can I tell... Do I have any idea where they might have gone? Or did they just leave the room mysteriously? It seems like uh, like maybe there was a conference room off in the back left-hand corner of the lobby. Because it seemed like all of the stuff that was being brought in, like that ice sculpture and all of the dubs and things, were being brought towards that area. And it seemed like that was where the Fearbolg was heading. Say, Vaughn, you and I are two big guys, but uh, it may end up that this is bigger than the two of us. I wonder if there's some way we can call in some reinforcements. You know, I saw those little radio thingies those security guards had. I wonder if we can get one of them. That's a good idea. Plus, we need to get out of these ducks. They're too small for us. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. This isn't a very sweaty. efficient way of moving around the building. <laughs> I'm, I'm sweating profusely. Oh, fuck. I think there's only two ways he can go. He'll either go up to the roof, or there might be sewers underneath the building. I'm gonna kind of look around for some of those security guards. Um, I'm just gonna start making my way above this lobby area peering through grates to see if I can spot any sign of guards. You notice that the majority of them are laying either bleeding and dying on the ground or already dead. Hmm. Okay. Ivani, 
I think I'm gonna try and get down and, and get one of those communicator devices. Good idea. Here, I'll lower you down. <laughs> it's about 20 feet to the ground, just so you guys know. <laughs> okay. Um, do I see any wall grates? So you do know that you would be able to lead this into what would be the second floor of, um, like, the hotel rooms. So you could get, like, you don't have to jump out of these grates. Like, there is a way to just, you would just have to then find your way back to the lobby. Yeah. If we jump down on one of the terrorists, would that lessen the fall damage <laughs> and do that fall damage to them? Yes. Now, mind you, there are six of them. Let's land in that pool we saw, the nature pool. That's a good idea. <laughs> okay, I'm going to make my way towards one of the second floor uh, hotel rooms. Okay. That's probably a better All idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was totally down to just, like, go through and boogaloo this shit, but, uh... <laughs> so, you, um... You follow greats for a while, and eventually you come to one that is that appears to be on the ground of this room. And you look, and you can see that there is an elf uh, standing in the middle of this room with his back to this grate. And uh, he grabs uh, the communicator and uh, presses a button on it and says, There is nothing going on over here. We are all clear. The plan can commence. If I were to stealthily lift this grate out and stick my bat down, could I swing my bat like a pendulum and reach his head? Well, you're on the floor, though. You're not above him. Oh, floor grate. Okay. <clears throat> In that case, how close to the grate is he? He's, I would say, uh, he's three feet in front of it. All right, um, I'm going to my. I'm going to attempt to remove this grate and pull out my knife and drive it into his leg. So <laughs> we're all sweaty, right? After being oh against, yeah. Uh, okay, so like when he goes to open this thing up, can I like use my strength to just like push him out like a torpedo and give him extra? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So okay. I need. I need you to roll me in athletics, then. <laughs> no, dude. That's 19 on the die. We're good, bro. <laughs> 19 plus 5. Okay, so go ahead and give me an attack roll at advantage, Archie. <laughs> 23. That'll hit. And remember, it's going to be 3d4 for a dagger because we're in the Fillmore's Crossing universe. <laughs> Two, four, eight, plus one. Okay, so you position yourself so that you are crouched with your feet directly on Vaughn's feet, and you loosen this grate just ever so slightly. You give Vaughn the signal, and he just forces you out as hard as he can, and you burst through this grate. It goes clattering off to the side. And you just drive your dagger <laughs> into the base of this elf's neck. And he goes to scream out, but nothing comes out. He just gurgles and <laughs> falls down to the side and blood just continues to pour out of him. 
And um, you uh, hear the communicator crackling as it clatters to the ground. And he was carrying a rifle, by the way. Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vani. We got another gun, and we got our communicator. Well, I got mine. You should take the gun. I haven't used these a lot, but I got a pretty good eye. I'll take the communicator. Now, he was talking to some of his buddies on that thing. I don't know. Maybe we could try to use it for help, but what if they hear us? No, we just use it to cover ourselves. Yeah, all right. In case they call their friend and look for him. All right, where to next? I guess we should try to go to the lobby. You know, get some of them to come out towards us, kill them, then go in there, get a security walkie-talkie. That's good thinking, Bonnie. Make a perception check. <laughs> uh, seven. Nineteen. Archie, you hear footsteps, and then you hear, Hey, Blatkov, we are all going to be heading to the lobby, and the door handle starts to open up. Okay, no lobby. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, like the door handle to this room that you're in. Oh, um... I'm going to try and dash behind the door before it opens. I grab the door handle to keep it from uh, moving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it kind of like jiggles a couple times. Blatkov, uh, what is... The door is locked. Uh, could you help me out here? I don't know. It's broken. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Are you okay in there? You do not sound okay. I'm embarrassed. Don't come in here. <laughs> Let go of, uh, the boss wants to see us all. We have to uh, we have to go over the plan before we can commence. I'm having that problem I told you about. The problem? Do not tell me you are shitting in there. That is not a place for shitting. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I will cover for you as long as I can, Blatkov. But please, come as soon as you can. <laughs> okay. Go. Go now. Get it. That was quick thinking, Bonnie. Good one. <laughs> I'm gonna put my ear to the door. It sounds as though, uh, as though there's nobody out there anymore. Well, they are going yeah. to the lobby. We can't go there now. There'll be too many in there. Well, we got some time. Maybe the convention room with the doves. Wherever we, wherever we go, that's probably where we're gonna set up our home base. So, convention room. Let's do it. All right. And I'm going to grab his hand. <laughs> More energy. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the camera zooms in on it. <laughs> Pump it up. <laughs> you guys get the feeling that you're going to probably need to hydrate soon because your arms just will not stop sweating. <laughs> yeah, I learned this trick. Uh, if you're ever doing this with another guy, you got to take your thumb and go over the top. I try it. You immediately, like, pin me down. <laughs> Pretty cool, huh? I'm a quick learner. So why don't you guys both make me a survival check at advantage? 
seven. Seventeen. Archie, you have no problem with figuring out where the conference room is. Um, the only thing that the only issue that you're running into is that you don't think that you can get to the conference room without going through the lobby because you're on the second floor right now. And so unless you go through the floor somehow or... We're going to have to go through the floor. Or... (laughs) Or... We can go through the lobby. We just have to be sneaky. No making noise. There might be a way to get to the conference room from outside. I don't know. Maybe we can uh, kind of inch our way along the side of this building or something. I guess we could do that. It sounds very precarious. <laughs> I'm gonna take a look out the window and see what it looks like. Okay, so you would have to go into somebody's room in order to look out a window. Oh, I thought we were in a hotel room. No, you guys are uh, in the hallway. You just left um, what would have been like a maintenance closet that had a bunch of linens and stuff like that, like extra soaps and... Oh, my bad. Okay. Um, then... So that one guy thought that his friend was just sitting in a hallway? <laughs> <laughs> in a maintenance closet, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. What can we perceive... Um, as far as sneaking past the lobby, as far as things like cover and stuff. Well, you guys can't see the lobby from where you're at. You know what I mean? Like, you've got hotel rooms on either... Like, it's a standard hotel lobby with just doors on either side and your um, your elevator doors at the end of the hallway. Come on, Brian. We're in a hotel. This is your element. You should know all about this stuff. I'm very confused. <clears throat> so, I think he's going to say... Uh, all right, lead the way, Vani. <laughs> <laughs> so you would know that you could just go into any of these, into any of these rooms along the, along the left wall, um, and you're pretty positive that right below it would be the conference room. Me? Either Vaughn? of you, it doesn't matter. Well, you're I'm the one that had the uh, survival check turn out well. Okay, I'm going to relay the information to Vaughn. Oh, we have to get down there. We're going to do that. (laughs) And one other thing that you do notice, um, Archie, is that there is a large fire hose that is on the wall, um, just reeled up on a giant spool. Uh, Okay, noted, I guess. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? No. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> we get them to run down the hallway and we spray them with the fire hose. Or uh, maybe we could uh, trip them with it. I hate Kinda you guys get it, a- so much. get it around and <laughs> tie them up with this thing. That's not as fun as spraying it. You got a point there. Hey, I know what it feels like. The damn vedette did a thing on me. I aim to do it back to them. All right, let's do this. We're gonna start cranking this thing and reeling it out. Okay. <laughs> uh, I want to stretch it out like towards like uh, the closest. Like, is there like at the end of the hallway a set of double doors that would lead out to like the lobby area? No, there's an elevator that you have to take down to the lobby. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not so- the only one. <laughs> 
I'm going to go down the elevator, and that just opens up into the lobby? Yep. Okay. So, um, yeah. Just stay here and wait with the hose. And don't spray me. Wait until I come up, and then they'll come up after, and then we'll spray them. I got you, Donnie. I get down, uh, I get in the elevator and press the lobby button. Okay. The door opens. You are all a bunch of assholes! And then I close the door and go back up to level two. You go back up to the second floor and you run back over to where Archie is and um, you wait for not very long. The um, light for, you know, the, the number of floors, it goes from lobby and you can see that it's moving up towards two and you hear ding and the door starts to slide open. Get ready. Crank it, Lonnie. And I'm going to be holding the hose as it shoots out. I'm going to be holding it just the way he does on Rambo First Blood Part 2 with his teeth gritted. <laughs> like down <laughs> <to shit. laughs> Yeah, I, I'm like uh, doing it like um, Jesse Ventura, like with the ch uh, chain gun in the forest. <laughs> on, on the front of here. But I'm going to be going. <laughs> 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 so you guys are spraying these elves and they're getting knocked around and uh, you know they're trying to block their faces and stuff and you hear gunshots going off and none of them are coming anywhere close to you guys but it's loud there's a lot of powder and detritus in the air and you guys are just full blast just blasting these elves with this uh with this fire hose, what is the next step of the plan? <laughs> so, uh, is there a point where the gunfire from them stops, like they ran out of ammunition in their um, magazines? Yeah. Okay, at that point, like, I'll, um, you know, turn off the sprayer to the hose and then rush up there and um, start to, you know, beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's three of them in there, and... Here, uh, so have any of them dropped their weapons? Yeah, sure. One of them dropped his uh, rifle. All right, so the first thing I'll do is, like, grab that and then just, like, throw it out of there so that they can't use it. Okay. And then um, and then I'll, I'll try to start, you know, shooting one of them. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and make your attack rolls. All the All guns right. he throws out, I'm going to pick up, and I'll be, like, holding two guns in each hand to point at him. <laughs> <laughs> 22 for my first attack. Alright. And then that will be a 16. Okay, go ahead and roll damage for both. 10 for the first attack. 12 for the second. So you charge in there full speed, making your, uh, your guttural noise that you make when you're charging at things. And you ram your shoulder into the first elf, and you punch him a couple times in the gut, and one of the elves to the side of you swings out, and you block it quick with your forearm, pull out your uh, pistol, and shoot him in the head. 
and blood and brains spray on the wall behind you. And the one that you were wrestling with first, he starts to swing out and you dodge it and take a couple of shots in the chin and you turn him, spin him. And as you pull the trigger, you perfectly line up his head with the third final elf that's in the elevator. You pull the trigger and it goes straight through both of them and there's just an eruption of gore and you see all three of the bodies slump down in the elevator at once. Awesome. And then I'll just uh, press the lobby button again and then leave the elevator so that it goes down with just their dead bodies in it. (laughs) (laughs) We should have written a message on one of their shirts. They'll get the message. (laughs) I would say maybe 10 minutes after you sent that elevator down, your communicator that you stole off of that elf chirps and you hear... Whom do I have the pleasure of speaking? Your worst nightmare. Happy holidays, everyone, and thanks for joining us for our Christmas special two-parter. The exciting conclusion will be available next week. If you're new to LCP D&D, welcome! We're just finishing up Season 1 of Fillmore's Crossing, our fantasy western D&D campaign which features orcs, vampires, and an all-original soundtrack, just as the music in this episode was original. And technically, this Christmas episode does take place in the world of our Fillmore's Crossing arc. I'll play a trailer for Fillmore's Crossing after these end credits, but if you'd prefer, we also released an easily consumable three-part adventure for Halloween called The Hoser of Lake Nipissing. It's about three rookie ghost exterminators who take on a special job at a resort in Canada. I'll play the trailer for that afterwards, too. If you'd like to learn more about us, all of our information is available at lcpdnd.com. Follow us on Twitter, at lcpdnd. Tim Demuse, the DM, is at idagrabyourgun. Chris Riley, who played Vaughn, is at Chris Riley LCP, and I, Brian Bridges, who played Archie, I'm at Manly Brian. Until next week, we hope you'll give our other content a listen, we hope your holidays are going well, and we hope to see you around. Goodbye. LCP D&D is an actual play and audio drama podcast that's filled with comedy. So, Igmit, why don't you go ahead and roll me a stealth check while you go towards that outhouse? All right. Um, excuse me, folks. I got to go see a man about a buffalo. (laughs) With mystery. She tore the three kids limb from limb and doesn't remember doing it at all. Anyone who's gone crazy has either died or exploded. With drama. Why do I have a guilty conscience now? You're seeing a different way of life out here. It might be a harsher one, but there's a sense of justice. And with horror. This creature, it, it stands almost 20 feet tall, and it just makes this awful squelching sound as it's, as it's like looking at its hands and, and its legs and just taking stock of the situation. Search for LCP D&D on your favorite podcast service or visit lcpdnd.com. The phone call that I just received, it was about a call. Unfortunately, it's not in New York. You will be going to uh, Ontario, Canada. He'll like take a super dangerous uh, exit, like <laughs> like last minute, just squealing across the uh, hash marks and 
I think he probably hits just a little bit of one of those uh, yellow barrels with all the water in them. <laughs> <laughs> this is all kind of weird. Like, you know, they said it was the hoser. I mean, your dad did call us. I'm just saying, the hoser? <laughs> yeah, I never heard of it. Like, you know, I, I grew up in California. There is a creature of folklore <laughs> called the hoser near Lake Nipissing. You heard of it? No, I am just so incredibly shocked right now. Listen to The Hoser of Lake Napissing by searching LCPDND on your favorite podcast service.